But I, I do see that it's very important to make sure that you have a certain, you know, boundary with social media and understand it very clearly just to make sure that, you know, because I mean, there's a lot of people on social media, you can't really con- control who's seeing what you're, you're putting out there. So I always say, do not put anything on social media that you would not be comfortable having on a big billboard, you know, on Young and Dundas. Welcome to the Read Method Insider, a podcast for emerging and established sales professionals or anyone seeking career advancement, inspiration, or business development. With personal development and high-level success strategies by sales coach, acclaimed speaker, and author of the Read Method, Everald Reed. Listen, practice, prosper. Here we go, Mr. Holtz. Oh my goodness. After uh, two and a half, three years, we yeah. finally we finally meet and uh, joining forces on a podcast, a uh, long-anticipated podcast uh, tonight. It's episode 39 of the Read Method Insider podcast as I'm joined from B.C., Fairmont, B.C. tonight with a uh, longtime friend, fellow Jamaican, Mr. Ryan Holtz. Welcome to the show, yes, Ryan. Yes, sir. Thank you so much for having me, Everett. Uh First off, I mean, I, you know, I've watched a lot of your material, like... I see that you're selling a lot of Lexuses out east, and uh, <laughs> you know I really have to say I, I'm a, I admire the fact that a silver fox, <laughs> aka Denzel Washington, aka Jamaican, Jamaican. aka uh, a white collared shirt, only three tone suit wearing. I mean he's wearing a, either a black, a dark blue, navy blue. Yeah, today it's a navy a blue suit. Has this ability to not only be open-minded to technology, but also be open to change. So I really admire what you're doing, Everald, and uh, I just want to say thanks for having me on the show. Well, it, the feeling's definitely mutual because we connected, uh, like I said, to the audience two and a half, three years ago after I published mm-hmm. my book and noticed you mm-hmm. uh, on on LinkedIn, um, where there's a lot of great minds, folks, so make sure you're connected. If you're a professional, mm-hmm. you're connected on LinkedIn because... That's where you find great thought leaders and, uh, you know, innovators such as Mr. Ryan Holtz here. So as we get into this episode, this episode 39 tonight is about the future of the automotive industry and sales in North America. Now, as someone who's been involved in the automotive space for over two decades, I've certainly witnessed numerous changes, innovations, milestones since 1989 when I started, if you can believe that. From the first vehicles with single earbags, the innovation of Bluetooth or integration of Bluetooth into automobiles, the cell phone, yeah. computers, software. I remember when our dealership had one computer back in the day, <laughs> you know, working leases manually. Now we have software like, you know, and, and what's this Internet crap where people have to go in and shopping online and then, you know. So it's come full circle, and I've and I've been fortunate to witness a lot in the automotive industry. And no, folks, I'm not old. Okay, I'm still in my forties. I just started very young. Yeah. But the yeah, changes and advancement that. have come today, coming today at an even faster pace. And I wanted to get somebody on the show, not only that's well versed in technology, that's enthusiastic, that can actually explain this stuff way the hell better than I can, to join me tonight, and it happens to be a fellow Jamaican, for crying out loud, yes. who is in Fairmont, B.C. Listen to him. They can't keep us going, man, down. You've got the engineer in the studio tonight, crack it up. 
You know, Good job, I, I'd have a, I, I'd, you know, you're making it sound like you, I'm the one that grew up in Jamaica for crying out loud. <laughs> you're making I, me... I was born, I was born in Canada and I'm, uh, I mean, yes, you're, you're definitely on the, I guess more Jamaican than me in terms of being well, birthed, but I mean, my birth certificate definitely says Canada, but man, I love Jamaica. Oh God. Jamaica is I amazing. I love them all. Amazing, yes. Well, you're certainly you're certainly more culturally, you know, fit than I am right now. So, no, it's all fun though. I I, I love having you on the show. I mean, we were anticipating this, the engineer and I, for uh, for the last little bit. So, folks, our special guest tonight is an internationally recognized uh, marketer, social media expert, and renowned keynote speaker, having found great success in the role of marketing and the internet as a director at Xander Ford. He has formed his own company and now specializes as a trainer, public speaker, and overall marketing force. Known for his open-minded and energetic, as you can see, just do it attitude. <laughs> he, he's, he now reaches beyond the automotive field as he continuously He's continuously sought out by professionals in the industries like construction, uh, healthcare, real estate, to help them achieve their sales and marketing goals. Some of his highlights, and this one I found incredible, his recent success includes negotiating an exclusive agreement with the Motor Vehicle Dealers Association of Alberta to promote social media digital training to all 350-plus Alberta dealerships and securing an agreement with the Edmonton Realtors Association to promote monthly marketing workshops for all its realtors. He was most notable responsible for getting his dealership to be the first ever automotive dealership featured along Barack Obama on Twitter. Folks, that's a big deal. Side by side, and as a result, was invited to Google, Facebook, and Twitter their head office is in San Francisco uh, as a guest. We actually just finished with a guest from San Francisco uh, just before this. So this is also fitting, and I'm so proud to to be connected with you, Ryan, and welcome to the show again. Thank you so much. I uh, I really appreciate that, Everell. It's been, uh, that biography is so to date. I need to update it. Um, you know, there's so many great things going on. I think we have to start off the show with a good quote. It's, uh, I had a guest on my show. And uh, I just found him to be a very humanitarian, but he basically said, stand in service of others by living your authentic truth. He says, I may not climb my ladder as quickly as someone else, but my ladder is also not built on unsteady backs with knives in them. Mm -hmm. If I have to intentionally hurt another being to get ahead, well, I just have to roll up my sleeves and find a different way to forge onward. And I think that when you're doing business or you're trying to do anything in life, personal or professionally, Man, do it with uh, zest and, and class and, and poise is, uh, is the name of the game. So thanks for having me. Yeah, it's certainly uh, <clears throat> been well long enough that we get together. So although we're having on the Facebook side a little bit of you know, technical glitches with the, uh, with the video, with the, uh, yeah. the internet, the audio section yeah. of the podcast is, is recording just great. So, so oh, there you are again. So we're all good. That's you. So, my friend, where, where do we start? Because I'm not sure if this is going to be your average read method or Ryan Holtz show. <laughs> this, this, is, this is certainly going to be a unique one. Absolutely. I think, um, again, I think if you kind of going back into the automotive journey, and I think the biggest thing when it comes to automotive specifically, is, and a lot of people 
promptly asked me the question is, Ryan, how did you find the niche of, of, of the automotive industry? And I said, I didn't really find the niche. It kind of found me, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm 34 years old. I just turned 34 a few days ago. And wow, you know, I started my first company when I was 24 years old and sold that company when I was 27 years old. And then basically fumbled my thumbs for a year and decided what I wanted to do with my life. And at 28, basically uh, responded to a, a crappy little job ad on Kijiji that was for like a marketing and internet director or, or digital marketer at a small uh, dealership. Uh-huh. And I remember, I remember um, going to my girlfriend at the time, which was now my wife and saying, would your family respect me if I worked in the automotive industry? Because, <laughs> and the reason I said that uh, Errol, is because, you know, as a customer, I, I didn't have a really good uh, opinion of the automotive industry. I, I found a lot of the dealerships to be, you know, really not, not you know, for lack of better words, cheesy, Mm-hmm. It's very, you know, my, my personal dealings in the automotive dealership were not good. I, I always felt that, you know, they're trying to take me for a ride. And I know you're selling Lexuses and you, you refer to customers as gas. Absolutely. But, you know, Fords and Kias and Toyotas, not to say that they're lesser of a car because I don't want to upset anybody in the community. But, you know, I mean, if you ask the general consumer <laughs> yeah. out, out walking about what their impression is of a dealership, it's usually not good. Yeah, you know, it's usually a somewhat serve. negative. Yeah, it's usually somewhat negative, and I mean, they're kind of, you know, one step below Revenue Canada in some, you know, Canadian <laughs> citizens' minds, right? And uh, Well, I've not heard that analogy. Method That's pod- a good one. Welcome to, welcome to the Read Method podcast and the Ryan Show podcast on this one, because we are not going to, you know, forge any punches on this show. We're not holding anything back tonight. <laughs> we're not holding anything back tonight. So, uh, you know, that's uh, that's kind of where, where it landed. So, uh, long story short, I went in for an interview at the dealership, and... Uh, I was very honest with the owner, and I will definitely say this, and he's not my boss anymore because I'm my own boss, but, you know, he's a great guy because he basically said, you know, I I had a candid conversation. I I told him my opinion of the industry, and I told him I have no automotive experience. I'm not well-versed in specific models or makes or trims or if you told me, hey, Ryan, go take it up, I'd tell you, hey, Everell, what's down? What's like, I, up? <laughs> I, no, yeah, I was a green pea to green pea could, 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 could be ever. So, And he just said, you know, Ryan, I really like that about you, but I love the fact that you had a business background, a marketing background. You're hired. Wow. And uh, he, I, I have to say, and, I, and I've, I've really walked into a lot of dealerships since then, but he had the audacity to give me the keys to the VIP. He said, you know what? Here's what we can spend per year on our marketing. Um, I trust you. Work your magic. And the rest was history. Wow. that That's just amazing where someone gives you the trust uh, you, or you earn the trust, rather, just by how you came across right off the bat. So uh, that's very impressive, Ryan. So I can I can see now how you've been able to garner the respect and the success that you've had so far. So if... If you were analyzing the auto industry as compared to five to 10 years ago, what would you say has been the most impactful change? I mean, everybody talks about the internet and it's so funny because people get so hopped up over the internet, but the internet has only shown a magnifying glass on what was already there. And that's why you're seeing things like the Me Too campaigns, you're seeing things of uh, of racial and inequality issues coming up. You're seeing complete transparency on every industry, not just the automotive. Mm-hmm. And people start talking and saying things like millennials and the internet, and it's a bad thing. No, it's not a bad thing. Here's the, here's the deal before Facebook. Everald, if you're an asshole before Facebook, Facebook's gonna, just going to make you look like a bigger asshole. Because now you got people 
more people that can actually see you and see the kind of person that you are. So technology and social media has not made humanity worse. It's just shown a spotlight on who we really were. So I think that, you know, um, it's also worked its way into the professional barracks of, of business. And it's basically saying that if you're going to try to screw somebody over or a customer or a car buyer, or whether it's on a sale or it's on a service, just know that that buyer is a lot more educated, but there's also this big magnifying glass of transparency that's now in the form of a conduit of things like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, <laughs> YouTube, Snapchat, and, and endless bounds. Businesses that are crappy and want to hide their crap don't love social media. Businesses that are really amazing and love customer service and want to treat their customers great freaking love social media because it's only enhancing who they really were. Yeah. Well, I, I can see that you love social media. <laughs> I, you know, I, I do. I, I do. And I like it's weird. As of late, it's interesting because I and maybe it's because I've, you know, I'm a new father, you know, a year and a half. But, you know, I see. I see, I, I look at social media a little bit differently, which I will admit, and people are going to probably hound me for this because I'm a big advocate of social media. But I, I do see that it's very important to make sure that you have a certain, you know, boundary with social media and understand it very clearly just to make sure that, you know, because, I mean, there's a lot of people on social media. You can't really con- control who's seeing what you're you're putting out there. So. I always say, do not put anything on social media that you would not be comfortable having on a big billboard, you know, on Young and Dundas. You're listening to the Read Method Insider. According to Google Auto, we know consumers now are visiting the dealerships less and less. So across the United States and Canada, it seems to be now down to less than two times, two visits. And back in the day when I was selling, it used to be like five to seven visits to, to a dealership. So with more and more apps and access to online, what do you think is the biggest Im- impact that the industry is having right now? Um, I think that, um, well, you're right. Five to seven years ago, the average, you know, customer was visiting a dealership maybe, you know, five to seven times. And then dealers were training their salespeople to make sure that they get that, you know, kind of mental ownership, you know, emotional ownership through the dealership when they were there. Yeah, it's pretty hard to achieve that if the customer is going online and basically telling themselves, "Hey, this is kind of what I'm thinking about," and they're doing all those steps by themselves prior to getting to the dealership. The biggest impact on that is exactly that because if I'm a salesperson and I'm trying to sell cars right now, I need to understand and be you know educated enough to understand that hey, I'm a car buyer. If I'm a car buyer and I'm researching one to three months and doing about 21, 26 different touch points online prior to purchase, that means that I got my choices down between one and two cars. So as a salesperson, to be asking them questions of like, do you want leather or carpet? <laughs> it's just ridiculous. <laughs> so Those days are done. Yeah. And, and if, 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 if I'm a salesperson right now, like if I was selling cars and I see a, a customer come to the dealership, my opening line to them would be some, something of the sorts of, hi, how are you? So. I know you've been on your phone. I know you've been on your laptop. Tell me where you've been. Tell me what you have in mind. And we will go from there. Yeah. Because I think that's the best opening line. Because now you've literally, in a fun way, told the customer, I've done my homework. I understand where you've been. I understand what you're doing online. And I just want to let you know that I'm as educated as you are. But I don't also want to 
make you feel as though you are not. And a lot of salespeople right now are just not up with the time. So the impact that it's had has been absolutely surmountable. It's impacted the whole process. This is why you're seeing at dealerships. For instance, I work with a lot of dealerships. So when I go into dealerships, we literally, like I've seen a dealership that has 45 salespeople on the floor go down to 12. Because wow. if one person can sell 20 cars as opposed to the next person selling six to eight, I mean, how many salespeople do you really need? Yeah, what's the point? And it's funny. You don't. And it's funny because I, I say to the salespeople, like, don't sit there and cry and look at the train going by the showroom. The up bus is left and come and gone. Like, <laughs> you have to understand that you need. Okay, so the Raptors are going on in the background. Yes. Props to the Raptors. Yeah. Ra- now, Raptors win. Raptors win. <laughs> yes, Raptors win. But let's talk about this. Okay, yeah. let's give an analogy here. Offense, it, I'm going to give the football analogy. Defense really does win the game because if Tom Brady's throwing a long bomb over the field into the end zone, do I want as a defensive back or a free safety, do I want to throw, do I want to reroute my pattern to where Tom Brady's throwing the ball or where I think he's going to throw the ball? I want to go to where I think he's going to throw the ball because if I, if I go to where he's throwing the ball and he doesn't throw it there, I've already lost on the play. If I'm a salesperson in a dealership, I don't want to go to where the customer like is. I, I need to forecast and kind of kind of get premeditated about how I'm going to take that customer and then how I'm going to, you know, kind of kind of do that initial offering, that initial qualifying. And I think that it's for salespeople to become a lot better at their game. Yeah, so the and it's no different than how Wayne Gretzky uh played hockey. He anticipated you know, he was three, four steps ahead of everybody else. The power of anticipation. He knew where the puck was going to be. <laughs> and that's that's why he was able to score all those goals. So, um, You know what, though? Wayne Gretzky says, hey, he's like, you know, I, I'll miss every shot I don't take. It's kind of like Michael Jordan. I mean, if you, if you do the history on Michael Jordan and Wayne Gretzky, they're amazing. I mean, they're amazing in their own right. But here's the thing. Skill for skill, they'll both admit maybe they weren't the best in the sense that they, these guys just had the attitude to keep shooting, keep yeah. shooting. And, 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 and they knew that if I keep shooting, eventually things are going to go, you know, they're going to go into the net and they're going to go into the, into the you know, as a goal. Yeah. Right? So, and, and they practice. These are two guys, too. And, and I, I just read the book uh, Relentless by Tim, you know, Tim, Tim S. Grover and talked about uh, Michael Jordan uh, as a cleaner. He's how, how, how he's defined. Wayne Gretzky and Michael Jordan, these guys actually loved to practice because they knew that if they practiced well, no different than a salesperson, you're practicing every day in your your routines and uh, especially product knowledge today, you know, and technology because you're right, you know, a lot of these clients come in and they're, some of them are more educated than the salespeople, but... Of course! That's right. So here's the key, and and, and I've seen this now where... Everald, sorry to interject. Sorry to interject. I have to interject on this. Yeah, let's do it. It is not a matter of some. Yeah. Here's the deal. <laughs> Here is the deal. And let's let's say this quote. Ego is the anesthesia that deadens the pain of stupidity. Yes. Here's the deal. All right. If if I'm a car buyer, if I'm a customer, and I'm coming in for that specific Lexus model, and I've been researching that particular model. For three to six months. Oh yeah. The chances of the chances of me knowing more. Oh, you can quiz me on that, and I'll fail. <laughs> absolutely. So, so kind of going back into your point, you're very right. So, 
kind of going to the practice mode of it, right? Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. So here's here's the thing that I've now, you know, salespeople today to be successful in the auto, and here's something that everybody must know. If you want to be successful, and it's one of the reasons I sell 200 vehicles a year, is if the minute they pull up in your parking lot, because you're only going to see them potentially one or maybe two times, you have to be prepared and you have to be ready to close. This is not a chance where they're going to come back and, you know, we're going to, you know, going to go to two or three or four places. You could be the first place they visit, could be the last place they visit. But the bottom line is you won't see them very often. And especially if you do not impress and if you're not ready or if you're unprepared and if you don't stand out, you don't have a chance or hope in hell because it's just, they're looking for that right person. So the fact, to your point, Ryan, the fact that they've studied so much online and they're so ready, they're ready to go. They're just looking for the right connection with the right person. Mm. And that's it. Mm. That's what's going to close the deal. So I talk a lot in my training about the experience. Whoever Mm. creates the better buying experience or the purchase experience and the service experience ultimately wins more. Absolutely. Okay. Because you you don't need to sell the product per se anymore. They're already sold 90% of the way before they come to you. They already know they've worked out the payments. You know, I give quotes and they're saying, well, that's not what it is on the website. Or I I, I got a different (laughs) payment on the website. They've all worked out the payments six different ways upside down. So you need to be prepared and you need to compete by offering service and an experience, build an experience. Yeah, and, and that's what you do, Ryan. I, and, and, and I can mm. see that is when, when, when you're speaking and coaching and, and, and mentoring, um, you're delivering an experience. And that's why you've had the success that you've done because you, you've enjoyed because you're creating mm. this atmosphere and, and that people, people like. Here's the aspect, though, Evro, we have to talk about before we end this podcast, because it's still out of all the interviews I do, I think it's the most important part is that you just said I sell 200 cars a year. Yes. My God. <laughs> First of all, the radio engineer in the background, make sure he takes you out for a real nice dinner after this, because this guy's making some dollars. That's number one. <laughs> number two is, my God, like 200 cars, and these are not cars. No. Did you hear that he works at the Lexus dealership? My Lexus This is not a Ford. This is not a Mazda Miata. Like, this is a Lexus, which I like to say is an upgrade Toyota. Oh, shut up. I'm I really am in amazement because I've witnessed you for years. And you have this certain swagger and demeanor about you that is, you make it look really easy. And I know that's a really, like, you know, generic statement to say, but you do make it look easy. So I've actually kind of sat back and said, let's, let's do a a digital deep dive, if you will, on, on Everett Reed, because I'm like, how does he do it? And I noticed that you're very tactical with everything that you do. I'm going to go to the uniform mentality. I am a strategist indeed. Yes. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Yep. Steve Jobs wore the same thing every day. Mark Zuckerberg wore the same thing every day. I noticed you got your nice Caesar cut lined up. You got the silver and gray going in. Yeah. And you got the white shirt that's almost like, you know, I see you in a white a white button up almost always. Yeah. The lightest I've ever seen you wear was probably gray. So yeah. is there certain things for you that you say, 
this is going to maybe a take less energy here so I can give more energy to the service that I'm giving to the customers. But how do you do it? How do you how do you deliver that level of service, especially when you know the customer knows, like you said, up to ninety percent of, of kind of what they want to buy? Yeah, I, I've summed it up and I've written blogs and shared yep. podcasts and share with my colleagues at work that it comes down to uh, two or three, sometimes four key things. And um, you have to be committed to, you know, delivering, like I said, the experience. Mm. Um, exceed expectations and I deliver value and con- and convenience. And mm. into my, so I create solutions for clients. Bottom line, mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. clients see me, and, and here's the thing, of the 200 vehicles, here's another, you know, staggering stat. Of the 200 vehicles I sell annually, um, half of them, if not more, are to the same clients that I've had only in the last year or two. Oh, yeah. I've actually created systems, uh, you know, and again, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a strategist. I actually don't talk to many people that walk through the door. And frankly... Yeah. It's not at at my age with my experience. It's the last thing I want to do. They don't want to talk to us. I don't really want to talk to take ups. So I manage a portfolio. I've been able to create a portfolio, and I offer solutions to these clients. So half of these clients, Ryan, they're not the ones that decide when they want a new car. <clears throat> I do, right? Because I create solutions. They don't know when they're going to get the call. As a matter of fact. Hundreds of them are now familiar with the system that I've created over the last six years. And if a year goes by and they're not offered an upgrade by me, they're wondering what happened. So they're now conditioned to my way of selling, my way of thinking, that it is possible to drive a new vehicle every year, every two years, even if you're in a four-year lease or a three-year lease, okay, with the type of product we have. So I'm a guy that wraps up a package with what I call an ultimate solution, and I send out a simple email with a proposal, bullet point structured, similar payment, increased safety, increased features, increased technology, what's the mileage on your car, has it been in any accidents, if I can create, upgrade you to a new car, keeping your payments similar within this realm, which color would you like to take? And I never ask if they are interested in doing it. I ask, which color would you like to upgrade to? Or would you like to try a different model? Right? So I create the solution. And that's the bottom line is salespeople are out there selling. I create buying experiences and solutions so that the client doesn't have to worry about going and shopping here and shopping here and go through a process that they don't like. I create a process of convenience so that literally they, they can say, well, Everell, this time I'll try this color, I'll try this model, you know, et cetera. So it's all about billing relationships, and I offer more value than anybody else. The value that I deliver and offer is not necessarily in the automobile, not necessarily in the facility of, you know, the, the mega structure or the, you know, the, the, the building that we have but more in mm. me. The value mm. is in me because they know that I'm their go-to guy. Mm. Okay. If they need something for their, you know, uh, to send uh, for their daughter or son graduating from university or another family member, even if they're not buying another car or even if they're buying the competitor's car, 
my clients actually call and ask my opinion. Right? Absolutely. Right? Because it's because not a big need, deal. Because you're an, because you're, an or, you're an authority now. I'm a, yeah. You're an authority. Yeah. And I, the best and the best and the best defense is offense and you're you're already you're you're already throwing the ball down the field before they even know they're going to get there. Absolutely. That's, that's what you're doing. Yeah. And 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 that makes you look like so many amazing things to them. And this is what I don't understand the automotive industry and you know, please, you know, listeners buy this book. Ego is the enemy by Ryan Holiday. Mm-hmm. Ego is the enemy because everything that you just said, Everald, has nothing to do with ego, but is, is servitude. Yeah. And the bigger problem you can solve, the more money you make. That's that's just bare bones. There you go. That's the rea- That's the reality, right? And I, I learned this at a young age too because I said, if I can solve a gap, if I can if I can address and assess a problem and figure out a solution for it, the money's gonna fall. The money's gonna come. Yeah. So when I hear things and and I hate these statements and everybody who's an automotive professional. And, and, and they say these statements, I'm going to say right now, because I'm not going to mince words, you're stupid. When I hear the statement, move metal, you're yeah. an idiot. Yeah. When I hear the statement, let's sell, let's sell, let's crush them, I think stupid. Because on the other end of those statements are your customers' names, Jim, Bob, mm-hmm. Everald, Ryan, Sarah, Ashley, and they're human beings. And yeah. if we talk about behavioral psychology, Nobody wants to be sold. Yeah. We want to be guided. We want to be helped. And I just, I don't, I, I say it out loud, and maybe you can clarify for me, Everett, but people have an issue with this. And oh. they don't, like when I talk to groups, they're, it's like they don't want to get their minds around it. Like, no, absolutely. I don't know if I'm preaching to the choir. No, no, but, but you're absolutely know. right. You're absolutely right. So if, Anybody in sales, I'm, I'm writing a course right now that I'm going to be delivering next week to uh, 100, 120 automotive sales professionals. And it's all about the, the mindset. It's on the sales mindset. I'm not going out there. I'm not going to teach them how to sell cars. I'm going to teach them how to change their thinking, how to build those relationships, how to get to where I am. You know, multiple six figures, two hundred plus vehicles in a in a premium brand or whatever mm-hmm. the brand they they're, they're offering. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm going to teach them a psychology, not just not, you know. I, I'm not talking to people how to sell cars. I'm not talking to rookies. And even if I was speaking to a rookie, my first thing would be choose a product or service that you absolutely will be passionate about. Number two, mm-hmm. invest in yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay, make personal mm-hmm. development the cornerstone of your career. Okay, Th- things like that. So those are just two of the things. Add more value than anybody else. Okay, and what is value? The first part of your value proposition is you. What do you bring to the table? It's okay, not- but okay, Evro, let's back up though. Hold on, and sorry to interject because no, I really wanted to talk to you because I want this to be a dual interview. And here's the reason why: I go to a Lexus dealership, pretend I'm the customer. I don't care what dealership, Lexus dealership, right across the country. I don't care what major city. Yeah, tell me this. What Lexus dealership has a consultant that has a banner up behind them that says the read method <laughs> and a podcast? Now, if I even am a customer and I say, why should I buy from Everold over you know the next salesperson? Everything you just said is what you're actually doing. Mm-hmm. So I guess my, my reverse question to you is... <laughs> And it's so funny because I hear things like age and, you know, Ryan, I'm an old, I'm an older person, so I don't understand digital. 
you killed all that. Like you, you're not like you even you even open up saying, "Hey, I was selling cars when we're yeah. like, doing it manually." Yeah. So I mean, you've taken this technology and really said, I, "Like I don't care what I have to do, but I'm going to do it." How do you like? Where does the read method come from? And then where does that level of self investment come from? Where you say, "Yeah, I do want to be better. I do want to have a podcast." And all these things, by the way, they cost money to do. So oh, you're taking tell me your about own it. money. Yeah, you're taking your own money and investing into it, but that's also investing into your customers and clients. So where where does your thought even come into that to say I'm gonna I'm gonna take this on myself and 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 do that? Because I think a lot of like I got an email the other day just to give you an example if you need an example, but somebody basically said, Ryan, I attended one of your workshops. I had a you know, I have had some unfortunately I've had some uh some life issues happen. It's kind of set me back. And I wanted to kind of execute on some of the principles that you mentioned, um, but that was then. And now I want to move forward, but I'm mm-hmm. just kind of in a rut. And I'm sure you've heard this several oh, times absolutely. as well. So how do you get over that rut and how do you just say, I'm going to take step one? Well, when I returned to the automotive industry six years ago, I was in advertising and marketing for eight years, traveling all over places mm-hmm. like BC and Alberta. I learned a lot on the road. I, I, I would say that I learned as much, if not more, traveling for eight years, meeting mm. people in different markets and being mm. able to sell in different markets to different cultures uh, in, in different countries than I did in one market selling automobiles. And it course, taught me yeah. that it's not what you were selling, it's not where you were selling, but it was how and why, okay? Mm. And when I would leave places in New Mexico or North Carolina or Medicine Hat, Alberta, and I would sell thousands of dollars in ads, I always ask myself, why? Why did they buy from me? They'll never see me again. So answering mm. those questions. And then when I returned to the automotive industry, I, 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 didn't, I didn't like what I saw. I didn't like what I saw in terms of the sales process was still old. Technology in cars were, was great. The buildings were ultra modern, but the sales process, you know, sucked. And, and frankly, with at that time, 20 years plus uh, in the automotive space, I wanted to transition my career to be much better. I wanted to be totally different. I didn't want to be like anybody else. I was not interested. Mm. I actually mm. had a li- I was licensed in two dealerships by the owner. I was the only salesperson working in two dealerships. I had an office in both. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I started writing the book. And nobody knew I was writing a book. Nobody knew I was writing a book, and I'd started putting it together. And um, the biggest thing that I did for myself was actually completing that book because in your life, you start many things and you don't actually finish. Mm-hmm. Right? So yeah. that was a, a commitment I made to myself. So you got to commit. And I, and, I, mm-hmm. and I did that and made the conscious effort. So the bottom line is I went back and I made commitments to myself to be mm-hmm. better than I ever was. And mm-hmm. that's what people can do is to commit. Uh, and that's mm. part of what I teach, a commitment to yourself, number one. So how do I do all of these things together? I manage my time uh, as best mm. as I can. And, and, and I, th- I, I still think I suck at time management, believe it or Everyone, not. Do you ever listen to, you ever listen to hip-hop or, or rap music? Have you ever heard of Wu-Tang? <laughs> my son. I, I heard about that from right. my, the, uh, okay. my son, yes. Okay. There's a brilliant uh, Caribbean guy in Halifax. His name is Ross Simmons. And he came up, Wu-Tang has an infamous song that's called Cream. And Cream means calendars rule everything around me. And that's what you're kind of speaking of. Yeah. You have to also touch on, and I, 
as a new father, that's why I've, I've had some uh, messages with you, direct messages. And I asked you, did you have, do you have any kids? And you said, I think you had three, right? Yeah, you have yeah. three kids, right? Yeah, two boys and a girl, yeah. Yeah, and I just said, how does this guy do everything? And he's and your husband, right? You're married, yes. right, Everett? Yes. So you're a husband, you're a father, and you're also doing all this. And I, I, I do, I commend you, because as somebody who's younger, I'm always trying to pull from sources that I... Even, you know, the, the whole word mentorship, I think a lot of mentors don't even understand their mentors because I have invisible mentors. So I have people I look to, they don't even know I look to them. Yeah. Because I just kind of think, how is, if I ever have a day where I wake up and I'm like, oh my God, my life is really hard. And I don't know how I'm going to do all this today. I just kind of look at people that are killing it. And I'm like, Ryan, you have no excuse. Like, you got to <laughs> yeah, no get excuse. it done. excuse. Enough of that already. You just got to get, you just got to get it done. Yeah. Right. Less sleep, so, more commitment, you know, yes. and taking action. And, and a lot of it yes. is action and discipline. Yes. So, so listen, I think we may have to do a part two oh, pre- yes. pretty soon because uh, we, we've uh, passed our studio time, uh, so to speak. Yes. And uh, there, there are some other questions here. There's some really, uh, <laughs> and what I'll do, I'll read the questions and we'll leave it for another episode. Sure, sure. We will dive into them because I think it's important um, to t- touch on um, the the brick-to-click um, mentality that's coming now where people are, are click, um, click-to-brick versus click-to-buy, you know, yeah. that new, uh, yeah. you know, theme that's out there now. And the need for salespeople in, in the automotive space, especially... Um, with the amount of apps and online, you know, platforms that you can literally purchase your car on. And then the third thing is automotive dealerships in themselves with the, with the launch of Uber, uh, all the different car sharing apps and car sharing, uh, companies, hourly rentals, um, Metro, all that public, all that stuff is growing and less and less people, especially younger people are choosing not to own vehicles. Everyone, let me say this millennials and yes. SEO and SEM and all these buzzwords that marketing people tend to, to use. The analogy is that quarterbacks never throw the ball to the receiver. They throw the ball to the spot in which the receiver will be. Never, ever sell the car, sell the need in which the car will fill, Yeah. period. Yeah. And when you're putting out content, but oh, for instance, I'm selling a van, and not to be stereotypical, but we know that vans are associated with moms, and we know that vans are associated with families and kids, and you know, there's soccer practice, hockey practice, basketball. So why would I want to pick, put up a picture of a van on my ad? Why don't I put up a picture of kids hopping into the van or... How many soccer balls can be held into the van? Once you start talking about these micro pieces of content that people are looking for solutions to fill, you automatically become the authority. If I get up, even if you look at my social media, I don't talk about marketing a lot because Mm -hmm. if I talk about marketing, I'm just another marketing guy that's talking about advertising and marketing, and that's boring. Yeah. So I really try to get personal with the way I push out my content. And I I cannot stress this to everybody. Be yourself. And you said it best. David Goggins is amazing, but he said one quote, and I love it. He wanted to be uncommon amongst uncommon people. I want to be so uncommon, I'm willing to be alone to do it. I, I, I'm not looking for friends. I'm not looking yeah. for, 
industry people amongst me to praise me. And I me. share that sentiment with you because a lot of what I do is nobody has a clue. They Absolutely. Ju they just see the book. They see the podcast. <laughs> they, they laugh at me, but yeah. it's okay. You know, my, my oh. first sponsor will be, join, will be joining uh, next week. Yes. So, yes. There you go. You know, and and, you and, go. and one of the new reports I just saw this week, and this is all about, you know, fulfillment. Um, one purchaser, not sure who, purchased 31 copies of my book. So it is what it is. I, I got a, and, and another thing, I, I just received an email from an eighth grader. I know, from an eighth grader who mm. said, my mom purchased your book at an Indigo store when you were doing a book signing a year ago, and I wanted to be a doctor. And she said, after I read your book, I can't believe now I'm considering going into sales. I said, oh you, my God. You know what the thing is? I mean, there's nothing else to say. It's um it's uh yeah i, I mean you just oh there's, there's no words i mean it's kind of beautiful yes. and i i think the automotive industry is vast it's huge but i would have to say that over 80 percent of people that are active in the automotive industry are thinking way too small yeah you know i don't care about cars but the moment i know that people need something that's what i care about and there's so many options out there to, to really fulfill that right yeah and people just i get messages all the time there's people to say ryan like you're not really showcasing what you're doing on a professional level in the sense of how but i'm just kind of saying my 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 response back is picasso is you know made his paintings he never talked about his painting while he was painting i'm painting my picasso so you're just seeing that in increment. Yes. And uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I, props to you. But I think one thing, and when we come back on and we talk about it, and I know we're pressed for time, but we, I mean, I, I just want to know how we can scale what we're talking about today in a better level that people can actually understand. And I think that people can understand it, but they really got to get over themselves in order to adapt and be able to open their minds to understand it. Well, certainly. So that sets up for another episode, and which Boom. we'll do pretty soon. Boom! Yes! <laughs> two Jamaicans, one yes. show. Well, yes. two shows, the Read Method podcast yes. and your podcast and your show out, yes. out west. Um, yes. One country, two vastly different coasts, east coast, west coast. And one love, Everett. And one, one love. love, man. All lots of love. Yes. All lots of love. So um, let's end it off, and then uh, and then we'll, we'll schedule part two at some point. You got it, my friend. Thank you so much, folks. You've been listening to the Read Method Insider Podcast with my guest and longtime, you know, friend and associate, LinkedIn buddy and Facebook buddy yes. Ryan Holtz. Can't can't wait to meet again. And to we're going to do something big live, you and me. Okay? Yeah. We're we're going to bring it. We're going to bring it to the audience. And everybody who's listening, please check out my podcast called The Ryan Ultra Podcast. And I, I'm always up for people sending uh, any kind of messages or, or, or anything to at Ryan one on all the platforms, Instagram, you name it. Um, but um, And I've learned I mean, a lot just, from you, too, on social media. You know, to, 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 to thank everybody for liking and, to, and, and replying and being. So, uh, you know, I'm learning. And this is, this, is my, this is my beef. I mean, we could talk forever here, but. For all those people out there, just remember this. If somebody has, if somebody actually likes your post, and this is more specifically on LinkedIn, man, just thank them for liking. How nice is it when somebody sends you a message saying, Everett, thank you so much for liking my post. 
And, and even if it's not like a heartfelt message, it's just the acknowledgement that goes away. I do that now way. because of you. So I'm learning too, and I, you know, that's how I do it. So thank you I so much. I appreciate it. You can send the royalty check at six cents a light to, uh, <laughs> out here out west. Okay. Take care, Mr. Jamaican. All right, my friend. Take care. All right. Let me know it's live. Go All on. right. Good night, folks. You've just listened to the Read Method Insider podcast. We've just finished recording episode 39 with my special guest from the West Coast of British Columbia, Mr. Ryan Holtz, as we discuss the future in the automotive sales, in automotive sales in North America. Uh, it's been, it was a long time uh, incoming episode. Um, Ryan and I have been connected on uh, social media for about three, four years now. And Ryan is a very passionate thought leader in the digital marketing and advertising and networking and social media space. And I just wanted to bring him on and get his expertise on how we, you know, as we were transitioning here in the automotive space, how to better make use of social media, personal branding, and to make the ultimate difference to to sell and to be more successful in the in the automotive space in North America. So I wanted to I want to thank uh, Ryan for being on the show and invite you to check out the episodes on uh, Stitcher, uh, SoundCloud, iTunes. Download the episodes there. Uh, send me an email to insider at thereadmethod.com. That's insider at thereadmethod.com, and that's where I I'll, I'll reply back to your emails. Tell me your uh, what you thought, and if there's any special questions you may have that you'd like Ryan or I to answer. Answer. And check out Ryan Olds as well. Go to ryanolds.ca and you can uh, get all his information there as well. So until next time, folks. For more information, please visit us on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, or www.thereadmethod.com.